Hi, and welcome back to Highly Social with Mike Eaton. I know it's been a very long time since you've seen me, and that's your fault. And you're bad, and you should feel bad about it. Mm. No, uh, I my car got destroyed by a drunk woman on 6th Street, and it was going to be $50 in Ubers each way to come out here. And I love you guys, but not that much. <laughs> so uh, Daddy's back on wheels, and so we're back on the air. I uh, also want to thank our sponsor, of course, Joker Designs, J-O-K-R Designs on Instagram for the three-piece bong. Go and get yourself one. Make yourself happy. Uh, and that is enough from the sponsors. Uh, let's get into it. Today's guest is the amazing Bill Dawes. Hey, Welcome Mike. How you doing? I'm great. We also have Darian. Yeah, what's Darian doing back there? He's who knows? A, it's getting drunk. Hair the dog. Yeah, that's a great choice. The hard AF seltzer. I wouldn't mind oh. one of those seltzers, by the you way. You want one? I mean, you know, why not? It's what flavor are you time. feeling? That's peach. Peach, lemon, lime. I think lemon, lime might be the move for me. There you go. You have the peach. Oh, no. Boom. Killing it. Hey, I'm a genius. Oh, look at that. Podcast. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, Hard AF seltzer. I like this. Yeah. Plug. Uh, Hard AF seltzer, if you don't know, uh, is made by Cialis. It's guaranteed to last three to five hours with your first erection. (laughs) So. <laughs> I almost believed you for a second. I was like, wait, is there, <laughs> yeah. is there boner shit in here? Yeah. Wouldn't that be terrifying if you were just drinking boner juice and had no idea? I think that's a good idea. I think they should mix like a, a hard seltzer with like boner shit. That'd be great. Imagine I, they could serve it at bars. Mm. Everyone would just be walking around with boners. That'd be a problem, actually. It sounds Maybe. like a huge problem. It'd be a lawsuit waiting to happen. It sounds like a huge... No, it sounds... I'm going to be honest. It's a slightly above average problem, but not huge. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going by the numbers, it's I got a most small of problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that seems like something they would... They would they'd produce that into like a test market. Yeah. And the test market would burn down. We should do that in East Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I think they did. I think that's what happened. Look, look, I know you guys are breathing plastic or whatever, yeah. but try these beer boners. Yeah. <laughs> beer boners. That would be the name of it. The- Dude, we just came- Shark Tank. I want Let's go. $300,000, 10% equity. Sharks. Are you soft <laughs> and sober? <laughs> you old white fucks. You know your dicks aren't hard ever. <laughs> oh, what's the lady shark's name? Oh, there's, I mean, I know this. There's Lori. Okay. Who's. Lori Grenier. What is she? Is she like Spanx or something? No. They're, they're, oh, there's Barbara Corcoran, who's okay. like real estate, and she's older, okay. and Lori, who's kind of fuckable. Okay. And Lori's the QVC queen. Oh, I don't respect that. Yeah. QVC? And Barbara hates Lori because Lori's younger and hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Barbara worked. Yeah, Barbara. Like, like real estate's hard. Oh, yeah. Do you know she how many to, dicks you have to suck to sell a house? And by the way, she was real estate in like Dude. Manhattan, I think. <laughs> Ooh. Barbara had to be, you know, she had to be a massive bitch just to get anything done. Can you imagine haggling with that many Jews? <laughs> oh my God. No, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, but the, the, like, I have Jewish friends that did, like, they're loan officers in New York. Uh-huh. And, like, you talk to them about, like, the heyday of stuff going on up there. And it's like, that had to be their wet dream. I mean, oh. they just haggle, 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 haggle just everywhere. <laughs> they fucking loved it. Yeah, let's move on from the Jews. Okay. Because you know I'm Jewish, by the way. Yeah. I know you? I talk about... Talk, it's so funny when you talk about shit on stage and then well, people go... I do that because you've been on screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, do, I talk about stuff on stage and people go, are you... Is this really... I'm like, why would I do a five-minute bit that's oh. a total lie? Well... I'll be honest I mean, because I, I do that a lot. But you go like, I was born in Africa, and my dad worked in the Peace Corps, and then we moved to China, and none of it's true. Like, what? It's yeah. such a weird. I, I feel like you can lie like twenty percent of the time. Yeah, maybe thirty percent. There needs to be speckles of truth in the lie, though. Yeah, or you just get lost in it. 
Yeah. It's too performative and it's inauthentic and people can tell. Completely. I agree. Uh, that's that's part of the problem with like uh, one-liners I have where I've never really... Well, I'm not one-liner comic because I'm not a good enough joke writer, but also because like sometimes I'm like... I like Jess and like his genius, obviously, but his joke is like, you know, my dad is kind of like the Brady Bunch dad. He also died of AIDS. <laughs> and if his dad died of AIDS, I'm like, that's like the best joke ever written. Ever written, yeah. But he didn't. So no. I'm kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's always been my critique of Jeselnik is that he was just a worse Tosh. Because everything that Daniel Tosh does, he does. It's what Jeselnik does, but it's it's drawn out with truth in it. Yeah, Tosh. By the way, I think one of the most underrated comics alive for sure. Maybe because he has severe autism and people <laughs> don't like. He's too arched to deal with people. I have no idea. But that guy is like I don't know what ha- people slept on him because I think he is like. The he, best writer and the edgiest writer and like so funny and smart. I don't know. It's he weird. must have been just like the worst hang ever or something. Because I like, <laughs> I just, I don't get that. But I mean, to be fair, Tosh.0 makes him uber buku bucks. Yeah. He, so doesn't he doesn't need to tour. He'll but just like, do a theater once in Blue Moon. Yeah. But he clearly still has the itch because he's still doing, you know, six shows at fucking the Tropicana in Vegas, mm-hmm. selling them out and trying new shit. I just saw him uh, last year when he came through to ACL Live. Uh huh fucking incredible yeah it sucks seeing this happens to everyone i ever love is as soon as they get super famous then they have to cater to their fucking middle of the road fans so his Mm. intro was him doing like singing some very gay song and doing gay shit on a video and then he comes out and then just does his great jokes so i was like that's pretty tosh point oe but then the rest it was like man hearing his take on britney griner after hearing all these shitty open micers (laughs) versions of it it was like yeah that's what you do with this joke yeah 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 yeah. it's always so funny when you see like the real amazing og comics like create the first joke Mm -hmm. like i saw greg fitzsimmons one of the best right i I mean i think a lot of people agree with it yeah uh, boss og like literally like a year ago do the when the when it first came out of the news about the trade, and he was like, "This is the only WA trade anyone's ever heard about," or something like that. Yeah, it was a, like a year ago, and then of course within like then it's on Twitter, then it's on Facebook, then you see comics, and you're like, "Oh man!" Yeah. And I'm gonna say maybe it's just thing everyone collectively figures out why am I becoming Trump like this all of a sudden? Maybe yeah. everyone figures out at the same time, or like. <laughs> You see one person do it, and then it just slowly gets stolen in this weird osmosis. It, it is. Comedy world. Yeah. It's so fucking weird the way that happens. I mean, I genuinely wanted to work on a Britney Griner joke <laughs> because I got arrested for weed. Oh, yeah. Just like her. And it's like, this bitch, you guys pretend to care. You don't even like her sport. You like comedy. Yeah, you can't yeah, get yeah. on my side. I didn't get traded That's for so anybody. Funny. I just yeah. had to hire a lawyer, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got detained in Egypt for 48 hours. Yeah. But that's, we're not going to talk about the story because I feel like I want to kill story. myself. Uh, but, but at the same time, so I was like, oh, I, was like, I thought about that. I was like, wonder, I wonder if I really had to go to prison in Egypt, which was a possibility. I wonder if anything would happen. As a white male, definitely not today, <laughs> 2023, Dude. they'd be like, fucking let him rot. Yeah. No, I think you would have uh, turned into, uh, fuck, what's that cartoon? The... The superhero, Moon Knight. That's what <laughs> happened. You would have had a schizophrenic break and turned into an assassin if you'd got put in Egyptian prison. Oh, yeah. I'd come out with like scars on my face and one glass you'd eye. You'd be a very different character on oh, SWAT. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, man. So how has TV life been treating you? <laughs> oh, TV life. <laughs> Let me tell you about TV. <laughs> No, TV please life. tell us what it's like. <laughs> 
to have money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, here, here, myth, no, myth please. number one. Give us hope, what money are you fucking talking about? <laughs> you guys probably more money than me. Are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, you know, because you get first. Here's here's a problem with TV money. When you work like me, which is like not as a regular, just guest stars and recurring every once in a while. The problem is the tax people. I'm not going to say who they are. The Jews. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, the tax. Why did I say it? Because it's fun. Okay, they. Um, that's a joke. But they. Uh, they tax you like you're. You make that money every week, right? Uh. So if I make ten grand a week for a, a, an episode of SWAT or something like that, right? They're going to tax me like I make ten grand a week every week, right? Well, that's AIDS. And then, <laughs> and then you have a manager fee and an agent fee who take off from the gross, not the net. Oh, so you end up after ten grand gig, you get like less than five grand. You know what I mean? Holy shit! And then you gotta wait. So if you work like Olympus, so, so is this why like all the actors I really like are Republicans? Because <laughs> they're like, stop mm-hmm. taking my fucking money. Well, I mean, come on, look at look, <laughs> look at all these people who get like super rich all of a sudden. They're, like, they're just going, oh wait a second, what? <laughs> yeah, what what a project is being developed right next to my home here? I mean, look with Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's kind of um. I mean, it's nice because you get like insurance and then residuals used to come a lot, but it's sort of not, in, ter- <laughs> in terms of money, it's way better to do shit under the table and get just get yeah. comedy gigs that pay like one check and then you just like make everything right after the end of the year and lie about expenses, yeah. allegedly. Allegedly. So, um, but yeah, you get, I get fucked. Like I just, when I did Alaska Daily, which is tomorrow, well, Thursday, it was whatever day, Thursday the 2nd. Anyway. I was yeah, in the Canada. So Canada took like half my fucking money. I don't know how I'm going to get it back from the Canadian government. I don't yeah, know. why do you pay into their taxes? Pay into Cause, ours. Because they're communists. Fuckers. They're fucking Canadians. You know them. They, they, took it, they took it out of your check before you got it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in, no. in Canada? Because they don't do that in the States. No, so I figure, yeah. I don't know what I got to do. I got to somehow like get it from, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to Anyway, the point is, I'm not rich. That's, Let's that's do a, a sleeper bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that's it's so interesting. Like, so we were just talking about they just did the Keenan Presents thing here uh-huh. in Austin, and at first glance, it very much just looks like a scam. Uh-huh. Like for all the comics, and I, and so and many on people second like, glance, even the bigger scam. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. Yeah. Well, and then like last night, we get the paperwork for it, and it says you're signing away your rights to this for a dollar, and it was like, blah, blah, blah. well, I don't have time to call an entertainment lawyer right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm also poor, so they're not. And also, answer. like he's going like, well, let's make it two dollars to make it fair. Like, what's the negotiation? Yes, Mr. Barry Gordy, I'd Wait, love to. You had, yeah. to sign, you had to sign stuff. Yeah, so th- there was like a contract that you signed it, and so like we, we're like all looking at it, and we're like, yo, we all do copious amounts of drugs allegedly we have six brain cells in this group of 20 we don't know what any of this legalese means <laughs> hereby offer to like, that's what the fuck is that and in perpetuity what? yeah and everyone's like perpetuity i'm gonna live six months you know <laughs> so you know they, like everybody's trying to figure it out and like uh it's three minutes to a decent crowd but it was three minute sets three minute sets god damn that's good jedi training four I guess. shows of 20 comics so they had 80 comics in two days, each doing three minutes. I didn't sign shit. And then there is an audience vote where they vote on a QR code for who they like. They emphasize multiple times, like, hey, we don't actually care about the QR codes. Uh, like, that's not going to influence anything. It's like, yeah, they are, or you wouldn't do them. Yeah. What the fuck you mean? Yeah. So there's all that side of it. But uh, talking to all my comic friends, we all basically like looked at it like, whatever. 
if something amazing happens from it, sure, it's a lottery. You know, yeah. but at the same time, like, I'm not going to get gray hairs over stressing out about this project. But when I posted the poster on my Facebook and it's my face with Tone Bell and Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. People in my family that like have been making fun of me were like, dude, congrats. You're finally making it. It's like, dog, I got a dollar. <laughs> they gave <laughs> they gave me a dollar to do three. I've done way cooler shit in the last week. A hundred percent. Yeah. I always love it when people go, hey, man, congrats. You made it. And you're like, no, man, it's a Taco Bell commercial. Calm down. You know, I also love the idea that they would still be able to talk to me if I'd made it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You think I'm answering when I made it? Fuck yourself. Unfriend. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I realized uh, recently I'm bad at social media. Oh, so, dude, it's the worst. I'm a people pleaser. So when I meet people and they follow me on Instagram, I follow them back. Yeah. We're right there. And I What's don't wrong with that. You're not supposed to do that? I apparently because I just hit the limit of people I'm allowed to follow. I'm following on, on seventy five hundred. Yeah, I'm following seventy five hundred people on so on Instagram. On Instagram. Oh wow! So last night, this very nice guy was like, "Hey man, you were so fucking funny. I want to follow you." He follows me, and then I go to follow him, and it's like error, error, error. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, oh. dude. It's full." And it's like you, I didn't know that existed as a thing. It's on Instagram. dumb. Yeah. I, and now, and also, at least. 4,000 of the 7,500 that I follow are restaurants. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, I some of them that. are deactivated, probably. They just stay there. And why doesn't Instagram just take those off? Yeah. You fuckers yeah. have to know. Yeah. Fucking Zuckerberg. Oh. If you could kill one influential people without mm. any consequences. Fuck, Mary kill? Yeah, but but just kill. And who do you who do you pick to do the most either disruption or just your oh own agenda? God, that's a good question. So I have to kill someone. Yeah, but there's no consequences. No consequences. Yeah. Well, but, uh, for the killing itself, there will be consequences of their death. Well, in terms of the feedback of the podcast, it has to be a white male. So okay. um, let me think. Who Dead or alive? <laughs> Well, <laughs> dig him up from the grave and kill him again after they've been reanimated as a zombie. I'm going to go with Hitler. <laughs> if I could just be the guy that killed Hitler, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> God, that's a tough one. I killed Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, start with you, and I'll think of, I'll think of something. Um, I think that I would probably kill Elon Musk. Really? I think that would be the most fun, because... It wouldn't really do much mm. in terms of the effects on the companies. Yeah. Because he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. But. Dude. What? No, go ahead. No, go he, ahead. He does it. He's a fucking PR figurehead. He does as much for his companies as the president does for the country. He's like a fucking legit engineer. No, he's not at all. Not at all. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done jack shit at any of the companies. All Mike, of, all you're of, wearing a onesie. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> Tuxy, ultimate in lounge comfort. This nice. is all one piece. Is it really? It is. I climb in through this zipper up here. Whoa. The shorts are attached. I have a PP zipper, so I don't have to take the whole thing off. I want PP. that. It's maximum comfort. First of all, pussy magnet for sure, right? <laughs> Ladies. You want some of this? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Climbing Papa's kangaroo pouch. <laughs> Uh, no, I would kill Elon because a lot of people have this misconception that he contributes whatsoever. But you, there'd be no repercussions, but would you get credit for killing him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you could get some serious liberal tang if you if oh. you were like, oh, this guy killed Elon. You'd be like, ladies. Why do liberals hate Elon? Because all of a sudden, because you know how it is. Well, they, mostly because it, when he got Twitter back, he was like, 
Republicans, you may talk again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. oh now, that makes sense. So now he's yeah, obviously yeah. a member of the Nazi party yeah. because now that Republicans yeah. talk. And also Jack Dorsey was like the epitome of the liberal hippie who you knew just like fucked multiple but women. But the liberals yeah, hated, all about seems, love and all about expression was getting double blowjobs. It blow seemed jobs. like liberals hated Elon before Elon even took over Twitter though. I feel like there was, when Tesla started, I feel like they liked him because he's like, he's saving the environment yeah. because he's only mi- mining green batteries oh, which yeah, makes slaves out right. of half of Africa. Um, well, I mean, that's he's going back to his roots. His dad <laughs> oh, owned an apartheid emerald mine. Really? Yeah. That's where his money came from. That's nice. so. That's actually so correct. That's yeah. So cool. People don't understand that. And by the way, not to pitch my show on Alaska Daily, but a lot of the because my character is a is an oil rigger, rigger please in Alaska. <laughs> yes. And he uh, <laughs> and he is uh, taking Hillary Swank hostage because she comes from New York as this liberal and she's trying to uncover all the like the right wing yeah. kind of shit and blah blah and my character's like fuck you don't come into my town you liberals have ruined Alaska because you shut down all the pipelines and the funny thing about that is I've always been a Democrat I've always had this liberal thing and sometimes when you start going down you start going down the rabbit hole you realize like well uh, yeah. Because it's true. They did shut down all, like Greenpeace did shut down all the Alaska pipelines. And what happened was all these men that were working on oil rigs, mostly white men, not even politically affiliated with anyone, they just all became alcoholics. They died from cirrhosis or whatever it is. They committed suicide at an alarming fucking rate because they had nothing to do. They're in the middle of nowhere in Alaska. That was their only job. That was their mission. They had families. And all of a sudden, they were like, oh, if I kill myself, my, my kid will get taken care of. Audi 5000, dude. Yeah, because there's nothing else for them to do. And all these purple-haired bitches and Greenpeace were just like, they really, what about the seals? Fuck a seal in terms of a human life. Yeah. I take a human life over a fucking seal. A hundred times out of a hundred. And, and on I know this, show, this show has mostly been about men's rights since its yeah. inception. Yeah. yeah. What, People yeah. like to say I'm a swollen Andrew Tate. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but then I also kind of go, well, he also like, fuck that guy. That guy's also, you know. I don't know why. So the, that's, yeah. The, the funniest thing I've ever heard is, uh, what, what did you say? Liberals ruined Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, like, I don't know enough about it, but as as, as a character, you have to like research this stuff and then you start looking into the green energy and green batteries and you realize that mining for green batteries is actually probably way worse than anything that we're doing for fossil fuels. You know what I mean? All of it's fucked. All of it's weird. And, and like the, the crazy part is, so I, I grew up in a very Republican hotbed in like a very wealthy zip code in Northern Texas. So most of my formative years, I was uh, open to Republican thinking. And that was where my dad was. And so I learned all this stuff. And like, I worked for John McCain. And back then, it like, to me, I was uh, one of those people that would describe himself as like a fiscal conservative and a social liberal. Yeah. Which was, I like, think is a lot of people. Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't care about any of the gay stuff. Yeah. Uh, none of that affects me in I any think way, most shape, people or form. Are okay with gay marriage. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so that was my thing that made me different from the other people and like the young Republicans. It was like, gays get married. Immigration doesn't bother me. Like, weed I, is awesome. Yeah. Weed is incredible. I think we should tax it. You know, but like I think that in terms of like the federal government, like they should step away from all of that and focus on fixing like the, the mortgage economy right now is fucked and it has been for twenty years. Yeah. So like I is that, and then I get into college and I went to a very Republican college, which had the opposite effect. What on college me. was that? Hampton Sydney. Uh-huh. It's an all guys school in the middle of nowhere in Virginia, in a oh, town called what? Farmville. In Virginia. 
So Farmville, went, I'm from Virginia, never heard of Farmville. It's 45 minutes west of Lynchburg. Which is named because of, you guessed it. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Farmville. Is that really why it's called that? Ooh. Oh, dude, Virginia is heavy. No, I, I, know, I know that. But. So this is where it gets interesting. So my school, Hendrick City, was the 10th oldest school in the nation. It was uh, like the charter papers were signed by one of the founding fathers. Whoa. The school colors are garnet and gray for the Confederate soldiers oh, and the blood they bled for our country. The last time they canceled classes was because a Civil War skirmish broke out on campus. So it's Whoa. like this deeply storied historical hotbed of like that kind of thinking. And I went there to get into politics and then I met all these people and I was like, I'm not like any of you. Yeah. yeah. Like this fucking sucks. And then I, you know, like went on this like journey to figure it out. And then I got like super into like liberalism and it was like, clearly conservatives are ruining stuff. And now that I'm learning more about the business world and getting out there. It's like, they both fucking suck. Everyone sucks. Yeah. There's not a single politician out there that gives a shit about me or no. anything that I believe in. Of course All not. of them care about getting reelected and that's it. Yeah. And then you meet these people that you think were intelligent before and they're so bought into party politics. They're like, you fell for it. You fucking yeah. retard. Yeah. You hate this whole half of the country that agrees with you on more things than they disagree because you watch this one program that tells you they're bad. Oh gosh, it's so crazy. I mean, we could go down the biggest rabbit hole, but that that is just everything now. Because when I was coming up in uh, doing New York theater in the early 1900s, um, whenever there was like a gay play, the Republicans were so out. a play. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be redundant. Wow. Every time there was a gay play, wow. but an expressly gay, not just like a latently gay play. Yeah, yeah. Like the Republicans would picket it and be out front and everyone look at these fucking weirdos picketing of every fucking thing that doesn't when were they picketing gay play is this what, what years like the 80s 90s 90s Not, uh yeah it was when i was in school so it was like the 90s yeah. they're picketing and gays in the 90s in new york yeah wow yeah that's surprising um, how I would, the mighty I would have imagine, fallen yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course and of course the, what would all that would happen would be wow. that the play would become a massive fucking hit yeah you know what I mean? So Cancel maybe culture's always maybe done that. Maybe it was yeah. a false fucking... And then I felt like, now I just feel like the protesters aren't the Republicans more. The, the crazy protesters are the liberals out there protesting, you know, someone saying uh, whatever the other side of the fence is. And Say they're just it. kind of like... <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of an example of like liberals protesting that, that I find I think stupid. Not, now we're starting it because now I'm even out of the funny at this point. But yeah. like, I, I, I do think that they did this on purpose. I think about this a lot, that they got censorship to come from the left instead of the right. Mm. That's like the biggest change from like the 60s to now. Yeah. It, it's like if you look at the the one real biggest thing that they that they got to flip was censorship used to come from the right from from conservatives well i would i would argue that a lot of it still is i would say that the Not word police helped. are now uh very liberal but if you look in terms of like critical race theory mm -hmm. and people like working to ban that that's all republicans if you look at like florida which is like a perfect microcosm of republicanism yeah uh like they don't want any like teaching of the the possibility of gay just in school, you don't even mention it. You can't even say gay. Well, I'm not going to push back too hard on this, but let me just say this. Yeah. I don't remember being in school and a teacher ever talking to me about gayness. Yeah. In elementary school. Imagine how much freer your life spell. would have been if you found out. <laughs> Damn it. I th you know what? Honestly, I think about that a lot. I think if I was, if I was born... 20 years ago or oh my God, whatever. We're about to find out Bill's gay. <laughs> no, but I might, people might have convinced me I was a woman for sure. 
Yeah, because I used to love. I used to wear my mom's like velour pants and like anything that was satin yeah. or velour. I would just wear it, and I would always wear these baggy, flowy clothes, and and which is whatever. It was what it was. I'm clearly all man, yeah. but um, but I just wore like that type of shit, you know. And I well, imagine Prince. Like, Prince know, wasn't any less of a man, and he wore flowy ass dresses. Yeah, so that I don't dude, think there's anything wrong fuck. with. But now I just feel like the minute you start doing anything like that, people are like. You must be a different gender. So I was reading something really interesting about this um, because there's, uh, and I have a group of friends that we argue all this political stuff because we all fall all over the spectrum yeah. on, on our beliefs. And uh, one of the things that's really interesting is like them with those of them in the group that have kids, they have a lot of opinions about that. Like um, on one hand, the more you're exposed to that kind of stuff where you're like, Hey, demigender and paragender and everything's you know, cool. You could be gender fluid. And like, hyper acceptance in that side and like almost uh a need for you to be different i remember growing up when i was an outcast and i didn't feel like i fit in when i went from private school to public school my first year in public school when i would could write in cursive and i already knew all the shit the teacher was talking about and i was bored <laughs> i felt like such a fucking just outcast in every possible yeah. way i'm tucking my shirts in just like such a little fucking loser <laughs> And there was nobody around me. If there had been like an LGBTQ group that had been like, hey, you're whatever, they could have probably convinced me I was a fucking wolf. Yeah. And we're like, I'm not a person, I'm a wolf, and that's why I don't And one of the biggest things about human nature, it's way easier to convince someone into something than out of something. So the minute you go down one road, I mean, that's yeah. everything. It goes back to COVID, everything. The minute people are like, COVID is going to kill everybody and blah, blah, blah. The minute people believe that and they were double mask and triple mask and alone in their car with their mask, it, it, to talk them out of being such a fucking psychopath was near impossible. Well, yeah, I mean, like at the beginning, I remember having uh, like a legit panic attack, like full on can't breathe, tunnel vision, have to do grounding exercises because I'm freaking out. And I was on my back patio. It was March of 2020. Everything had just shut down. Yeah. That Tuesday, I had done a show in Ventura. And then literally after the show had finished, while we were all like saying, fuck COVID, it's never going to take anything, <laughs> everything just started cascading and cancels. All yeah. of the major clubs shut down, all of the little clubs shut down, all the bars shut down. Thursday of that week, I went in to my job and the, me and my coworker got let go. And oh, so wow. and then I was like, I have no comedy, I have no job. And then the next week, uh, the video game Animal Crossing is coming out. And two of my roommates are super into it. So we're going to have a small get together. <laughs> we're going to invite three or four people over and we're going to yeah. have, you know, some food outside and we're going to social distance and we're going to play animal crossing. Oh my God. And I remember I was passing a blunt and then I realized like, Oh, we're passing a blunt. And then it just spiraled. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, my chest is heavy. I can't really breathe. Uh, I'm smoking. Of course, that's what's happening. But and I'm high, and so the paranoia. But then I'm just like, I have COVID. I'm gonna die. I'm fat. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't get out of bed for two days. I Holy was just shit. so terrified that anything I did was gonna kill me, and, and I was so miserable that eventually I was like, if I die, I'm not dying in bed. Yeah. You know, and it was just like that was so scary for a thing that when I finally did get COVID, it felt like a three day hangover, and then I was fine. Yeah. Getting COVID was so funny because I, I, you know, when I got COVID, first of all, just stay inside with your COVID. Fuck that. I'm yeah. going to get an IV. I'm going to get a shot, go to the doctor. I'm going to do everything I can 
I'll be outside as much as possible. I'm not going to like hang out and just be like, <sighs> so my COVID was gone in two days, but even as it was gone, people were like, oh no, it's day five when it goes into your lungs. And after day five, oh, day nine is when it really becomes evil. And I'm like, what? No. I mean, I know like people got fucked up and people died. I know one person who died personally, mm-hmm. who was a friend, but um, in general, like, I mean, Darian's here. You know what yeah. I mean? I've Count had it back- three times. You've had three times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it twice. But you guys got vax? No. I got. You ever I, got vax? No, my 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 dad bothers me about it a lot. Still? Yeah. Even yeah. at this point, when everyone's like, "Well, it doesn't Actually, prevent you know, transmission." That's, not, that's unfair. He doesn't. He doesn't bother me about it. But it is. It is definitely. It is, it's an interesting thing where it's like, I've gotten it three times and I've been fine all three times. Why would I get vaccinated now? Hundred percent. I got fired from. A, I got fired from a movie because I said. That I didn't want to get the second shot. Mm. I told the director at yeah, a cocktail you have to party, be vax, right? Because working in TV, like there's not well, even a you fucking. Don't have to be vaxxed because I cannot tell you the amount of actors that you know, famous actors that just have their vax cards bought or forged, and they're not real. Yeah, but thousands yeah. of thousands. I mean, like Fuck literally yeah. half the NBA Fuck is yeah. what they do. They're like, just sign, make one for me. Yeah, and they just go, okay, cool. Oh, they're, I not, believe they're not putting in a database and figure it out. So no. it got to the point where like, I think half of like SAG was just faking their fucking Vax cards. Well, I got uh, it because like, I've always been pretty indiscriminate with drugs. <laughs> where it's like, I mean, like, whatever. Yeah. I got all the other vaccines. Those seemed to be fine. I've never yeah. died of anything, so it's yeah. working great. I'm, I'm not going to get double autism. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and at the time I was married, my wife was in the service industry. And so... She had to have one to work, and then anywhere that I wanted to go, I had to have one. Yeah, and so it was like, what? I don't fucking care. Yeah. So I, I, I went and got him at fucking CVS, and that whole thing. It was like, well, eventually this is going to be great comedy. Talking about getting my shot at a fucking CVS where I used to come to get all the Delsum that I would to Robo Trip, <laughs> and then you get the vaccine, and then you see all the other comics doing jokes about it. And you're like, if anyone ever talks about this again, I'm going to stab them. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I was I was like in this weird f- fucking like l- loop. I felt like a Pablo Francisco just trapped on a loop on stage where I was doing COVID jokes for like a year straight. Like I developed like an hour on COVID, and yeah. I was kind of going like. Get out of it. Get out of it. I couldn't get out. I, I just, it, it just like, that was how I opened every fucking show. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca Creed K1 point was like, maybe just fucking stop. <laughs> stop doing that. You yeah. Know? So, and, and now obviously I don't do it anymore because what the fuck are you going to talk about? Um, but at the same time, man, I, I don't know. I, I think that like, it's going to come back in some way. So to keep those jokes, whether it's going to be another pandemic or another disease, because look, some Bill Gates has got to keep the population down somehow. There's got to be something. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> what is your favorite conspiracy theory that came out of COVID? Well, hold on. One that's really interesting now is that is that mainstream media now is claiming that uh, that lab mo- a, a lab leak, which when was just so a year fucking ago, obvious. It was so obvious for everybody. O- I don't know if it's obvious or not. I have no idea the science behind that. But I will say, a year ago, we all work in in uh, on fucking the internet. We have friends that would have fucking strikes on their channels for yeah. talking about this. Yeah, you get removed for saying. And that. now yeah. the Wall Street Journal is coming out and saying it. So it, that's just a, a like fuck. That's so it's weird. Cool. That's yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> it's cool just to realize that like all of this is fake. Yeah, totally. Like none of it's re- like. They just like you. You have like hints of it where you're like, well, maybe the media has a narrative. Like it feels like maybe they have a narrative, and then you see stuff like that. They're like, oh yeah, 
Duh. But I also think that's interesting because I think that people, that gives them a little bit too much EQ and IQ. I don't think that people are that smart. I think it's just like a, a swarm of birds. And the minute the birds go this way, everyone else goes. And everyone like this, like everything, like even stuff with like the, tra- and I don't want to talk about the transgenders here because that's fucking Not but again. Even, Not after last time. Even like, <laughs> even with that, you know, now there's lots of studies coming out like, hey, by the way, the, the risk of heart attack and stroke is seven times more with once you start hormone therapy. Really? Oh, yeah. Seven times? I mean, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't know why that's even yeah, like... hormones oh. are crazy to fuck so, with. I feel and like if I even thought about transitioning, I'd fall over dead. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> and studies coming out from independent sources that are mm-hmm. studies saying that like it could really, really be a lifetime of misery if you, if you go down this road. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like other countries are banning it and it's kind of shifting a little bit. But it won't fully shift until it hits this tipping point where everyone goes, okay, now we can't do that to kids. Because right now, if you say don't do puberty, don't do don't trans children, you will get pilloried on the internet. I but think I think it, it's just right at the point where there could be a, there could be a shift, and who knows? And then it's like it's, if you say the other way, then you're gonna be fucking pilloried. It feels close though, doesn't it? Is it feels like that shift is really close? Like I see, I don't know. I mean, there, there's the problem is that all these have to have every big movement has to have a Jesus. You know, yes. someone's someone's got to get crucified for ours. it to switch, and there's not going to be so what are the Listen, trans Kanye people and in Andrew sports? Tate are going to start a podcast I kind of feel like Joe Rogan is in a weird way he's sort of like at the fulcrum of so many things yeah because think about all the times that Joe Rogan has been attempted to be canceled by saying things like hey if you're healthy and you're 20 years old you probably don't need the vax yeah and people are like oh, how dare you and then yeah. he had to go and he had to go and apologize about it just because of corporate pressure you know what I mean but the- that's the thing, though, is because he's now with Spotify and there's all of the corporate influence. I mean, they can just take an episode off. Yeah. You know? I mean, he said it, but, but at the same time, like, he, he makes... Someone told me this about social media, too. Like, they, they will... Because my, my Instagram <coughs> is fucked, dude. I keep getting reported, reported, reported. My things get taken down. My Facebook got deleted. Did everything I put down was like hate speech, blah, blah. I did that. I was outside Crickly Cave with Jamie Kilstein. Yeah. There's a raccoon. Me, yeah, Jamie. yeah, yeah. That got removed for hate speech because I just wrote... See a raccoon, white people would be like, but black people would be like, because these two black women saw the raccoon and they like ran for their lives. Me yes. and like, look at the raccoon, which is a silly, hacky, interesting and thing that people can relate to. It just to. happened. It just happened on security camera. You can't right? even say that it's making shit up. It's it was just hate like- speech. But what people told me, they said, once you get to a certain point in social media of popularity where you're basically making so much money for the platform, they're going to let shit slide. They only do it if you're in this that weird gray zone where you're not that popular. Make them that much. They're only gonna fuck this guy. But mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan so, makes so much money for Spotify. He just made a comment about like, come on, Jews love money. You know that the way Italians love pizza, which would get most people fucking deplatformed. But they're like, no, that's fine. It didn't violate our, our standards. And it's. Know. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's always been that hypocrisy on all of the platforms. I mean, Twitch, the streaming platform, yeah. they would take these low to mid-level streamers down for swearing and saying stuff, but then a lot of their big earners were these girls just in bathtubs, just being <laughs> whores, playing video games, and they'd be like, no, 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 they're not being whores, they're, this is content. That's self-expression. Yeah, it's fine, just let be whores, I just, but yeah, don't say one thing is bad. I mean, it are like latent puritanical values in this country of just this weird... Uh, thing about sex and mm-hmm. anything to do with genitals or them touching, yeah, and then violence is completely mm-hmm. condoned, yeah, dude. I don't know how many times I've seen that video of the kid at the school that 
is the six seven two hundred seventy pound kid with special needs, and his teacher takes away his Nintendo Switch. Oh, that was a special needs kid. Yeah. He, okay. So she was a uh, paraprofessional, which means that she works it with and assigned to special needs kids that need more than just a single teacher. So there's a teacher, and then there's a paraprofessional that helps with these like special needs kids. So she took away his Nintendo Switch, and then he just body checked her, and then just beat her unconscious body. Yeah, and that's on every Instagram. I know it's crazy. I commented on that, and people, some wrote their thoughts, and I wrote, "Yeah, my thoughts are how completely useless are women?" Because that <laughs> that one woman came up with a guy beat, he tapped on his shoulder. Yeah, come on. I understand you want to put yourself in harm's way, but there's a certain point. And this always go. I always think about this. It goes. It's like the South Park, you know, the South Park story and Team America, whatever. There's dicks, pussies, and assholes. You need a dick sometimes to fuck an asshole because everyone just can't be pussies. Yeah, because an assholes are just going to shit on everyone. You know. Yeah. And it's wow. really stupid and gross. Wow. But it's actually like you got it. You need dicks. Yeah. You needed a guy that come down there and just choke that motherfucker out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I know he's special needs, and you know, God bless him, and hope he's fine. But like, he needs to be choked the fuck out. Well, I like, and so that's my argument with all of that is anybody that needs special treatment, like your special treatment doesn't include your uh, victimization of others. Yeah. So you can be however retarded you want to be, but if you start hitting people, or however look, retarded, it's you special have to be. needs retarded. Okay. Well, his special needs are, are that he needs a teacher to give him more attention, not that he needs a human punching bag. You know, <laughs> like the, his special need wasn't to knock this bitch out. You yeah. Know? Like, but also. Then you, you look at the whole situation, you break it down further. Why did he have a Nintendo Switch at school? Yeah. Those are like 300 bucks. I know, that's weird. But where did his parents... How was he playing Did it? they buy it for was him? Was in detention? Did he steal... It was just in class. It was during the daytime. Oh, man. I love shit like that. Do you have a Switch? No. No? You know, you know, I never played video games, not because like, oh, I'm too busy. Just because I'm bad at them. I don't have enough I just never got into them either, yeah. And yeah. I think about it all the time. I want to, I kind of want to switch. That's it, the one that I kind of want. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't it just like slowly just ruin your life? Yeah. You, well, <laughs> but it's, it's like any other fun thing. You have to figure out moderation with it or it will. Oh, fuck that. I learned, I started playing video games Listen, when dude, I was younger. I gave up on trying to figure out moderation in anything. I'm fucked I that. used to be one of those assholes on my phone that would get those in-phone apps where you like click, you walk in a circle and collect coins. Like, yeah. I'm so good at collecting coins in yeah. a circle. And they're like, 19.99 for 8 million coins. You're like, it's like 20 bucks. I got it. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah. you're taking out a home yeah. equity loan to fucking play like whatever the goddamn game yeah. is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all of those. So, like, I'm very much a sucker for all of that shit. But it's they're just fun and engrossing. And like, uh, the thing that I like about video games is that um, if you find one that you like, that you're mechanically adroit enough to play, eventually yeah. you get a flow state where the level of challenge is perfectly suited to your level of skill, mm. and you have to be entirely zoned in and locked in. So, like, there's a game I play right now that's a Pokemon game that's, like, a scoring points thing where you got to kill the others, you get points, and then you got to score them in a goal. Yeah. And it's six to ten minutes. And for those six to ten minutes, nothing else in the world even exists. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of cool. So when you're done with the ten minutes, then then you're done. You don't stay on it for three hours. No, no, no. I'll stay on it for three hours. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I'll be playing it, and then I'll be like, that one was really good. Another, another, yeah, yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. eventually you're like... Okay, I'm burnt out on that thing. Yeah, then you're done. Because the people who make these—I mean, they're they're very smart people 
who do this because and they know that they're manipul- like i have a friend who did the bachelor mm-hmm. right and as much as the bachelor is like ridiculous and everyone's crying and fighting like what's happening there are a bunch of like harvard grads producing that show who are sitting there with notepads who are like have degrees in psychology like how do we get this person to throw a drink in someone's face? Yeah. How do we get this woman to have an m- emotional breakdown? They're literally like that scheming That's that they so do cool. that. And they, I and love they, shit like and, that. And they get in there. It's, it's, it, the Bachelor, more than anything, is just a social experiment. You know? That's really what it is. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. But people, why are these, why all these women fall in love with this guy? Or why do all these guys fall in love with women? And my friend who was uh, on The Bachelorette said, you're star. You're so starved for a woman that you're sitting there with all these fucking dudes, and they're like, "Rebecca's coming in 20 minutes." You're like, oh, "Okay, Rebecca's coming," and then it's yeah. like 30 minutes. It's like 40 minutes, and they're like, "Fuck!" And then all of a sudden, like smoke comes and doves fly, and she opens and she's dressed in makeup, and you haven't showered in two days. You're like, you're like, I love oh, her. I love. Yeah, 100. percent It's 100. percent Wow. And same thing with video games. I know it was a weird segue, but like they oh. they have studied human psychology and brainwaves, and they know this is how you hook people. This is how you get the dopamine. This is how you get the endorphins. This is exactly what you do. The little, uh, what's the frequency? It's like 528 frequency, whatever. The same frequency for uh, casino games. Yeah. So you always think like it, it, it's a, a happiness frequency in your brain. Wow. So whenever you hear it, you're like, oh, I'm winning. Like you're losing a game, but you're, you're like, your brain goes, oh, you're winning. Hell yeah, you are. So same thing with the little phone apps. You hit your little coin. You're like, we're winning. Like, huh, huh, my, my, my dopamine gets released. Yeah. So they are fucking with your head and you're never going to be able to beat them. You know? Well. You're going to win. House wins. But what they didn't anticipate is that <laughs> I'm retarded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that everything I've ever done in my life, eventually I burn out on. Every video game I've ever played, at yeah. some point, it, you've mastered it. Yeah, it's uh, what about those open world games like Red Dead Redemption Two and all nightmare. that shit? Can't do it. Can't do it. it. It gives me anxiety to even start. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like I'm gonna sink fucking what thirty five hundred hours of my life into this game, yeah. and the last twenty five hundred are gonna be super obscure, esoteric, yeah. like finding the glitches. But did you ever do Grand Theft Auto, man? I hated it. Oh, dude, I did that. I was, I, I mean, I literally had to throw the game, I had to throw the PlayStation away. Yeah. Cause I was just like all, all night, just sweating like a cokehead, just fucking yeah. beating up prostitutes. I, my oh, ADHD man. doesn't allow me to get engrossed in those open oh, world good. games. That's good. But the, the fast paced shit, like just versus stuff. Yeah, yeah. That unlocks my Neanderthal competition <laughs> thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> start fighting. It's uh, fight, I, I, can, I could see myself having like a real problem with racing games. Oh, buddy! Yeah, the car games. Yeah, you. I can have a real issue with that. Well, it, I, I watch. I watch my my fucking algorithm is all also all clips of dudes who play those racing games and like and just commentate or whatever. Yeah, I could. I could be. You could. You guys could may never see me again yeah. if I bought a PlayStation and, and one of those fucking legit the wheel st- things or whatever. So that's the problem too is you can sink so much money into them now. Yeah. you could get a whole PC rig and a full F one simulator. Yeah. and feel like you're in the fucking car. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you can just get that driving to fucking Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> the way people drive in Texas is fucking. There's always assholes that want to fucking race you in Texas. I find. Wait always. a minute. You know, you know what was my favorite thing? I just thought of my favorite thing. One of the things on my feed right now is guys who play truck driver simulator games. Yeah. They 
simulate just having that job. Yeah. Like, have you ever watched them play the game? They're just driving a the, truck the from speed like limit. Albuquerque to LA. They're like, I got to deliver this thing. They don't have to kill people. It takes the same amount of time that it would take them. And they're doing it on a video game, not getting, well, actually, so some of them are getting paid more than they would get paid to actually deliver that because they're, okay. they're streaming. Because they're streaming. Yeah. Who's yeah, yeah. watching the people doing a truck driving simulation? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking me! That is the thing that trips me out. Is there's a bunch of these simulator games that are like power washing simulator and like yeah. fucking lawn simulator where it's just lawn people simulator, doing lawn mundane ass chores that I like know. you would pay people to do so you don't have to do their stuff yeah. but they're like well I'm doing it in a game it's exciting oh uh, yeah yeah. My, I'm sitting there thinking how dumb is this guy for doing this I'm watching him do this what do you think about this that is us conditioning the drone segment of our race mm. for modern slavery the ai army yeah yeah, yeah so we're just conditioning true. all these people it's like oh well, you're gonna play a truck simulator yeah. well now that's actually connected to a real truck i mean you're actually you're actually correct in that because a lot of what we're doing is just feeding into ai human conditioning and human behavior so they can they can better emulate it and better replicate it right i mean yeah. literally yeah isn't that part Dude, of the I, deal? I think we got like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I think we I got 10 years even, before the singularity. I don't even think even that, man. Let me have 10. Let me have 10. Have you guys done the chat chatbot GPT? Is there anything else going to fall out of you while you're sitting over there? Jesus Christ, man. All right, man. Jesus like Christ. human Morocco. Let's have some more. Oh. I'm sorry. My flow nays <laughs> fell out of my it's pocket. Okay. It's if okay. we punch you, do we get have loot? You? How does this work? <laughs> I'm like an evil leprechaun. Do you, um, but do you, do you do the chat? Do you do the chat GPT? Do you, have you done the thing? with oh, the fucking? Boy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I was talking about this before you were, because I was on OpenAI before it was chat GPT. Yeah. Uh, Just sending me people's suicide notes. He had it right. Oh what? yeah, I'm, I'm, I've fucked with this thing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I had beta access before it was Chat GBT. Why? Uh, I just I requested it and they gave it to me. Oh, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you like a computer nerd? And I didn't know this. No, not no. at all. Not at all. I just oh, he's I had just a, a psychopath. I had another <laughs> I had another comedian friend who was who who knew them or whatever, and and said, hey, just just apply and 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 you should get it, and 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 I did, and I got. Wow. Uh, uh, anyways, but then yeah, I would give it all these prompts and whatever, have it write suicide notes or fucking. Uh, yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, I I I had it write a suicide note, and then I took a picture of it and then sent it to him, and he didn't really understand the context, so he thought I was. Just get it. Just it, I just wrote a suicide. And note. he was like, "Finally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly." Um, but even the progress that I've seen it make from when I was first fucking with it, like a two years ago, yeah. to now is like, there's no ten years is crazy. It's not going to take ten years. It, yeah, it's, yeah. I got another it's no, double think, every year. But I think for adoption into society is where ten years is where like the singularity where people are now completely obsolete. yeah i don't okay, know we're, man. we're all morons let's talk about the singularity something yeah. that we can <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean the singularity means that does it just mean that ai computing is going to be as powerful no, as, no, no, no. As the singularity than, is the point where it can advance itself faster than we can advance it. yes yes isn't it already there no uh not in terms of like like it couldn't uh start and create and manage its own projects of creating like an ai city yeah. on its own you would have to give it prompts still well, this is where it no longer needs prompts because yeah. it's better on its own. But where do we get to the point where we can throw a ball at a robot and can catch a fucking ball? It's pretty close. Boston really? Dynamics fucks. Yeah, with well, those They're dogs. They're terrifying. Those well, Black Mirror dogs. Well, they have the you know the bipedal ones that can do flips and parkour and everything now. Yeah. I mean, just in the 10 years that they've been posting those videos, it's yeah. been terrifying. The machines won't, they won't, need, they won't need that. They will, the, the machines will be able to program us. Yeah, so that's what Ooh, I'm saying. Exciting. Is when we hit that point, do we all just kill ourselves? 
Do we wait for the robots to kill us? <laughs> no, I, what, I think we, 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 no, we get to be immortal because we get to become cyborgs. We fuse with the AI and then we I don't, don't have to die. Do so fear of death is awesome. I don't even think we notice it happen. Wow. I think that's the way it goes down. I think it, I think every, I think it just starts doing whatever it's going to do. We don't even notice that it happens. It just starts. What, what does people. future dystopian movie best do you think truly is going to replicate what the world is going to be? Matrix. Pineapple Express. <laughs> I think in the future it's just going to be me and Seth Rogen running around smoking weed, trying to figure out why this I think cop's you're probably right, us. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Danny McBride, and we're going to show just hunt down a warehouse. That's, I think that's probably the most accurate future for me. Yeah, no, there'll be four of us in the woods, and the rest of us will be plugged into machines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, do you think they're going to be woods people? I hope so. Not for long. Oh, woods people! Don't underestimate woods people, right? They're they're people who are like true. They're people who are truly off the grid. Yeah, yeah, but they're only going to be here for another fucking forty, fifty years. There will be nobody born. Oh, they're they're making babies. No, I don't know. No, they won't last. They'll get they'll get killed off by the robots. By somebody. By somebody who doesn't want them there. (laughs) Interesting. That's exciting. I can't wait. Aren't you kind of a little bit excited? Because look, we're all going to die. Spoiler alert. What? Aren't you a little (laughs) bit excited about the fact that we might die in the apocalypse? I mean, that's kind of badass way to go. If you're going to go, right? Why not the apocalypse? As opposed to just dying in a fucking nursing home, just rotting away, like, I shit my pants again. Why not fucking fighting for food at at fucking Ralph's? Yeah, but the issue is, is that I'm fucking, now I'm having a fucking kid. So I can't. Are you having a kid? I am having a kid. I don't think I, I don't know if. I thought I, ta- I thought we've already talked about this. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Darian's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give that kid the best ten years of its life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Right? It's like so fucked. Well, at least you don't have to worry about it growing up long enough to be trans. <laughs> <laughs> oh True, my god. Man. Well, here's also whenever I have people who go, I would love to have a kid, but the world today, dude, the world has always been fucked. When has the world not been fucked? Has it been this fucked though? Uh, okay, name a time when it wasn't as fucked. It's Look always at any it's, time. It's actually this is the la- least fucked it's ever. Been. I think I it's know, the less fucked. I know this is the least violent it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I, I, I least, know. Least I know amount that, of war. Least amount of war. That all that's fine. But they're, lowest they're, infant if, mortality, are, global rate. There's mm-hmm. face worse than death, though. It's like it's it. The, the, I don't think society is better now than it was. So you would. Uh, it, it, so one of the things that is very difficult to calculate in this is uh, what you don't know doesn't hurt you. So if you're back in a time where it was just normal to have a sponge on a stick and that's what you wiped your ass with, yeah. and there was just a communal bucket with water that that sponge sat in, yeah. and then you all sat next to each other with no stall doors and shit yeah. and the thing, and then had to... It wasn't quite like that, but so, I understand the no, point no, that's, I understand no, that the point you're making. I understand the point you're making. 100% accurate depiction of the Roman Sure, sure, fine. And let me go further than that. But they don't know how great it is to have your own home with a toilet and a bidet. Yeah, they don't get how great that is, so they don't know what they're missing. So they're quite another example. Better, but let's say 18th century uh, French like ro- royalty, right? right? Right. With the fucking Cyrano Bergerac plume and yeah. all that shit, walk around like mm. they would have a, a a a rod, a metal rod, like a foot long, right? That a plunger that they would use to plunge their dick when it was crusted over with syphilis, and that was just de rigueur. That's just what you did because you all had syphilis. You had to you had to do your dick plunge, and then you died at 34. Okay, hmm. the world's better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's way better. I think the mortality rate in America is like over 80 now, right? It's pretty, la- things are pretty, we all have refrigerators, we all have flat screen TVs, we all get to fuck and not get AIDS. 
and disease, you just get a shot. In terms of human expression, there's never been a better time to be a person. But then also, like, to be in the top 1%, this was on Rogan last week, to be in the top 1% of wealth worldwide is like $34,000. Yeah. What? No, I get, I get, US. I get that. I get that. I, I, I completely, I completely understand that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Uh, what listen, are I'm also, you saying? I'm also, I'm also grateful. He's worried about being a dad. Well, that's true. That's really what this all. That's really yeah. what this all sense of. But it is also confusing. Where it's just like fucking. What the fuck am I gonna? F- Anyways, this is all. This is what all are you gonna tell bullshit. your kid? You have a boy or girl? Girl. Girl. What are you girl. gonna tell her? What am I going to tell her about all this shit that I don't even understand? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's don't like, I don't even like know the fucking... Just, just tell her that you love her. That you love her. Yeah. And that all that matters is that, like, you, you know, that she work hard and love her family and be nice to people. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. Everything but, else is just bullshit. But the algorithm is going to start programming my child before I even have Don't a give her a chance. fucking phone until I, she's I know, 32. I, I know. But then she's a weirdo. Then she's a weirdo that doesn't fit in with society. That's fine. My daughter's name is Jupiter. Okay, she's already going to be a weirdo. Jesus Christ! That bitch is not getting a phone. You named the kid Jupiter. <laughs> the mom. Wow! Did. And now guys are just focusing on the big red hole. <laughs> if she ends up being, <laughs> oh no, god damn! Oh, no. I didn't even think about that. Come on, I dude. was thinking about how they could make fun of her. I'm like Jupiter, pooper, uh, poopy yeah, Jupiter. Yeah. But now I'm like the big red fucking gash in the middle of Jupiter. Fucking Jesus motherfucker! Christ. God damn it! Maybe we got to change her name to Neptune. As yeah. long as she doesn't get fat, you're fine. Yeah. I thought about that too. She gets fat. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's named Jupiter. That's a nightmare, bro. I think what you got to do though is get her fat until like twelfth grade. I have this theory on women that the best and most well-adjusted women were fat through high school, mm. lost the weight at puberty, got hot in college, got railed out a bunch, figured out how to talk to men, and then they had a rebound period after college where they're like, "Okay, I've been fat and an outcast. I've been hot and banged up." <laughs> I, I, I cannot do can it. I, can I say something else is going to sound fucking sick? My daughter, she's, I mean, she's not even two yet, but I'm telling you. She's hot. She's going to oh. be hot. <laughs> God damn it, that's terrifying you that's said that. so funny. She's going to be hot, dude. That's so funny. Because first of all, her mom is really hot. Yeah. Her mom is a dime, right? Yeah, did well. And uh, way out of my league. And, and Does the, her mom live here? Are you guys yeah, together? Was, I don't, I, no, I, I didn't no, think so. Yeah, no. yeah. She's a nice lady. Oh, cool. Hey, moving on. So, so uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just hard to keep a relationship. Sorry. Holy yeah, fuck! Yeah. Anyway, sorry. so the the daughter, you know, the daughter's got like big blue eyes, like her mom. My dimples, which is my only saving fucking grace. Mm. Big black lashes. You know, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a problem. Be, it's gonna be a fucking problem. It's gonna be a problem for sure. I, I, yeah. My jujitsu is gonna come in handy at some point. Yeah. Will you get her into jujitsu? Oh, a hundred percent. No, By the way, she'll be better at sex. With- <laughs> Women, all women. No, way, get, it would be if some girl just fucking just took you down, dude. <laughs> you got to get your. It I'm is. telling you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get your daughter in jujitsu because I'm what telling you. What the hell are you talking about? Because I'm saying that, like, what, so she can practice missionary. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that. I've got you in my girls, guard. <laughs> girls, girls, young girls are sexually assaulted and raped at alarming fucking yeah. rate. I can't tell you how many times on my podcast I've had female comments like, "Oh, so what you got in comedy?" Well. I was raped in college. Oh, motherfucker. It's just so... It's, it's even worse than people think it is. I do want know? her to be funny, though. You <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, karma. Instant karma, <laughs> motherfucker. so true. Unbelievable. You don't want her to be funny. Believe me. Do you know how to fix that? Uh, if not, I can, I can just... <laughs> I bet I can figure, yeah, hold it for a minute. God. No, you don't want, some to be, you don't want your daughter to be funny because be, being funny is a reaction to being fucked up. You know this what I mean? Hilarious. Yeah, just but I also want nice to get along. I'm gonna, I'm, like, here's the thing. Have her be charming and have like a sense of humor and under, and and like a good joke here and there. But you don't want like a really funny daughter because that means something went wrong. Yeah. 
That, yeah. So that's so funny to me because I, I was listening to some comedians talk about what would happen if their kid wanted to be a comedian and how they would all try and talk them out of it. I, uh, comedy has been like my saving grace. Yeah. Like I've done so many other jobs and in 2018, the year that I actually started doing comedy, mm-hmm. that was the first time that I remember feeling any hope in life. At oh, all. wow. Like, 26 420 of 2016 was my very first open mic and i signed up you know stupid like at 5 p.m and didn't get up to like 1 15 in the morning i was one of 94 comics at this open mic yeah, it was yeah. just nightmare and i did it a few times and i was still miserable and i was doing yeah. my day job and i remember the first year that i w2'd six figures i was still just wanted to put a gun in my mouth yeah it was just fucking miserable and i was going to concerts and i was hanging out with friends and i was playing volleyball and I had all this stuff you had but the I, trappings of a fun life yeah but but at the end of it like i just went to sleep every night w- wishing that i would wake up 10 years in the future knowing why i was supposed to be here wow yeah. and then i found like actually doing comedy and the community around it and the constant like just evolving rubik's cube where the stickers are changing yeah. and i'll never solve it but it's somehow still fun yeah you know it doesn't feel like a carrot dangling in front of me where i see the stick it feels like there's truly like a new puzzle every night that i'm excited to solve yeah and like so then the thought of if i have a kid at some point in the future like i don't know that comedy is necessarily the best thing because it's a pipe dream and insane but also uh like anything that you can do that's that you feel that level of expression towards sure and that passion about like it would be insane not to encourage that absolutely no i agree i agree you know? and, and you know you guys were talking about like the the like the, the tv thing like so i was i'm shooting the new uh taylor sheridan series it's called fuck uh, yeah bass reeves Ooh. and um it's like a prequel something corollary to 1883 anyway nice I'm sitting there on set, and it's cool, and like Barry Pepper's in it, and he's fucking dope as fuck, and you know, you're like, oh, this is a cool thing, but you're just fucking sitting there, man. You're just sitting there, and then the makeup people come, and you sit in a wagon, and sometimes you have a line, but even if you have a lot of lines, in the first episode, like zero for me, but like, um, even as my, I'm going to be just fucking sitting there in the middle of a ranch for 10 hours a day, ordering my food on my phone, in my trailer, looking at the fucking mirror. So when I was there, I was just like, I hit up hyenas. What's the guy's name? Richie Hyenas? Was Randy. Ra- Randy Hyenas. Yeah. You, you set me up with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had, like, please, can I, is there anything? And like, he would give me, and I would drive an hour to Fort Worth from this fucking ranch mm-hmm. and do a show. And I was like, <sighs> you know, that's Fixed. what I fucking needed that, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise I just feel like I'm just some f- idiot sitting around on a goddamn director's chair mm-hmm. like an asshole getting to say my three lines for the day, you know? So I, I, at the end of the day, what you're saying, yeah, acting is a form of expression. And sometimes you get really fucking lucky and you get to say some stuff you meet, but that's so fucking rare, man. Mm-hmm. Even if you're working all the time, it's really rare that you actually get to feel some form of self-expression as an actor. Yeah, I mean, I when, you're, when you're Leo DiCaprio, then... <laughs> Leo, I know, no. But when you're someone like that, then of course, because you get to like have creative control about what you're saying, all this. But in general, like you are Those a pawn. Those really get to have. Well, I guess Leo. I mean, that makes sense. At a certain level, man, you can just go like, uh, and I and I've been there on sets with people like, no, I'm just going to do this, blah, blah blah. I mean, even like Hillary Swank in Alaska Daily, she's like, I don't like this line. I'm going to do this line. And okay, you going to say no to her? Of course not. That's so, wild, man. Yeah, but even then, like, it's still like time card, punch in, do your lines. And that's one of the biggest things that really kind of blew my mind about, about acting, because I was an actor first, was 
I was so like, oh my God, acting, you get to, and then you show up and you get to work with famous actors. You're like, all right, what's my fucking, okay, go, go ahead. And then like, wait, you don't mean a word you're fucking saying. You're just selling it and you have a good looking face. So it works or you have a funny face. So it works, but you actually don't even give a fuck what you're saying. And you're not, cause in my head, I'm like, you gotta be like Joaquin Phoenix or Christian Bale and like, who do you care? I, yeah, I'm. I'm actually interested in this. Who do you look up to in the acting? Who do you, who's legit in your in your mind in your brain? Who's like this guy's a fucking artist? My feeling besides is that, Jared Leto. <laughs> I like Jared Leto. Yeah, I, I actually think there, there's nothing he's acted in that he's not been good in, right? Yeah, and he's also an incredible musician, man. People like, like dude. Thirty seconds of Mars, fucks, dude. He, uh, uh, I mean, anybody who I feel like there's some cost. I feel like if you're acting and you you somehow, I mean, look, people hate Shia LaBeouf, and he's a fucking maniac. You know, he'll like rip off, rip out a tooth for a roll or get a tattoo. Have or, you heard that there's rumors and probably unsubstantiated that in preparing for that Sicario role where he got the huge chest piece, yeah, that he was going out and just killing stray dogs. I believe it. Right? I'm not like, saying go do I that. Hear, no, I don't. I, like I hear that, and I'm like, that's so that's sick. how you get those. That's so sick. <laughs> that's how you get these that's insane so actors. They're like, I'm a method actor. I'm gonna. I have to kill these dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To know what it feels like to be that person. Yeah, I wouldn't go that deep down the fucking rabbit hole, but right. I do so, think there's a certain feeling. Where Child above. That, that's a guy. No, no, no. I mean, I, th- I mean. I'm trying to think of actors. That so uh, you, you must have people you look up to. We all have people we look up to comedically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that must exist a, as an actor as well. When right? I was first starting, it was just John Malkovich. Because mm. you guys yeah. you guys are too young to remember this. But John Malkovich, when he first kind of came in the scene, like Dangerous Liaisons, he did, a, he did a play called True West in New York with Gary Sinise. It was like Steppenwolf Theater. This is like legend theater shit that people wouldn't know otherwise. But they oh, filmed it. They yeah. filmed it for PBS. It was Gary Sinise and, and uh, John Mac- way before they were famous. John Mac- was like thirty years old, and and I was never in high school. I never wanted to act or anything like that. I just I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I was Princeton for engineering, you know. So so wild. So <laughs> really, yeah. So that I what watched kind of engineering aerospace. Yeah. Put a pit in there. <laughs> I wasn't a good student, mind you. Anyway, right. so. And then I just watched this guy. It's probably what you made me feel about acting. Like I watched this actor up there in this True West thing, which I would suggest anyone watch who cares about acting. Just be a total fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. Completely just throwing shit around, choking people, like screaming his face off, doing weird, funny shit. And I was like, this is acting? I thought acting was standing there and having a deep voice and looking cool. And, mm-hmm. and he was bald and ugly and just... Losing his voice every show. So, um, I can be a lunatic. I might be a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Watched, I'm telling you. So that's what made me go, oh, I th- same thing with comedy. Like, I think with a lot of comics, for me, and, I, and at this point, it feels like weird to admit this now, I think. But for me, like, Dane Cook was one of the first people that made me go, oh. Oh, me too. For you sure. Can, oh, you can just yeah. be a dude? Yeah. My first Facebook profile picture is me wearing a red Dane Cook Superfinger shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the Sufi people, the people somehow they they want to be revisionist historians about it, but like Dan Cook, he really changed the game because before that it was like either you're like the dude in the blazer and the jeans, uh-huh. like the Seinfeld type, yeah. or you were the guy with the leather jacket, like the like that was it, or you yeah. had puppets or did impressions. Yeah. There was like there was never just a guy in a fucking t shirt and a baseball cap telling jokes, and when Dan Cook came along, it was like oh. I could just be like a dude who graduated from college who's kind of funny, who that's could tell so, jokes. That's so interesting because my first, when Dink first comes, first comes into my 
existence, right? I'm in like middle school because um, I'm yeah. a lot younger than you, right? I'm in like middle school and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> how old are you, by the way? You, you don't have to, you don't listen. I'm in my 40s. Can we just keep it like that? <laughs> Bill's famous enough, you can Google and get an answer. Yeah, so. that's why I, was, why I was okay with that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Anyways. Um, but when I first was introduced to him, right, it was like middle school, or maybe like right, like the, it might be the first year of high school or whatever. Hey, to me, he was not just like a normal dude in a t-shirt and a hat. He was like the super good looking fucking like whatever. And, and, mm. and like, so it was like a super cool guy doing comedy. It wasn't Irony until alert. Anyway, yeah. Well, it wasn't until later that I saw. It was like two or three years later that I saw Louis, and then went, "Oh, a, a normal okay, guy could just yeah, do because like I'm much more a related guy who to, has like a stain on his shirt yeah, exactly. during a special. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that that is 100 percent the same. When I first saw Dane Cook, I was like, "Whoa, that's like a rock star in yeah, comedy." Yeah, like that's that's the Axl Rose of stand up. Like this guy's wearing a black tank top and he's got veins poking out of his arms <laughs> and he's got his grease spiked hair and he's jumping on tables and he's going. <laughs> but also, but also, super and, funny. And women super are just funny. creaming their pants for it. Did you see him live? Do you guys ever see him live back I'm in the no, day? No. Before I even did comedy, I would. I was first like when I first got out of school. It was like early 2000s and I'm I'm in uh, going to L.A. for pilot season because I want to make it as an actor. And my friend would say, hey, you want to go to Laugh Factory and see this guy, Dan Cook? And I remember I'd go see him live. And if you've ever performed at the Hollywood Laugh Factory, if you've ever been there, like it, there's something about the way it's shaped. It's kind of shell-shaped, and it's, it acoustically can just become this fucking like gargantuan acoustic yeah. space you know what i mean where right. you feel like when you're on stage you're it's like, very bipolar Big it's like silent that, or it's a fucking murder it's like that old yeah. commercial where you're sitting there and the fucking the sound comes at you and your hair goes back yeah you know? yeah yeah and and dane was one of those people he would and he was up there with beasts he was up there with ralphie may and jeff ross i mean you just name any comic alonzo bowden right. fucking that was killing it back in the Alonzo. sebastian Moscalco, all these guys back when he used you Maniscalco. could not <laughs> fucking fin you could not follow dane dude that guy, and whether he, it's because he accrued this massive MySpace army, wherever the fuck it is, I don't know, because I wasn't, that's how I knew him. But he would murder so fucking hard in that room that it, it felt like you were in the presence of something like different, different mm -hmm. than you'd ever seen before. And I'd, I'd start going to comedy clubs because I started getting interested in it. I wasn't doing it. It was like 2002 or whatever. And you would never see anyone murder like that. The only other person who I ever saw murder Almost as hard as Dane, believe it or not, was Mencia, dude. Back in the day, man, Mencia would fucking... Because it was just non-stop relentless. He would, he would create these waves of laughter, right, for mm -hmm. a set. They would just go, 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 go. And you would never... It would never end. Because yeah. people were always kind of like either trailing off before the next show. It was fucking incredible. My biggest regret is that I never got to see Hedberg. Oh, I yeah. would, what I would, year did he die? I would give my left nut. I think like he died 2009 like or, something? or something like that. It oh, wasn't even yeah. that... It feels... You'd, you'd have been pretty young still to... Yeah, but still, like, it would have been. I mean, I was. I remember listening to like Bill Ingvall's album Dorkfish yeah. with like my church youth group because it was PG <laughs> comedy. And being like, this is fucking great. But like, my. I never realized how inculcated my family was in comedy. But like, my uncles used to take turns at family gatherings telling Ron White jokes. I love oh, Ron. Like, wow. they would just tell them to yeah. each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like, who. That's that's also like when I look back now, like I don't give him enough credit. Like when people go, like who's your who's your Mount Rushmore or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't give him enough credit for how much of his shit I listened to when I was really young. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, Dane Cook has to be on mine. 
Danko, yeah. You know what's also fucking wild is as much as he's like uh, you know, changed and whatever and has gone downhill, that dude still responds to Instagram DMs. And if, if you ask him like genuine questions about comedy, yeah, I got to see him at a Supernova show and I messaged him and he responded with a voice memo. Oh, yeah. And hearing a voice that I've spent thousands of hours <laughs> listening to talking yeah. to me, like that's, he still has that same drive that got in MySpace fans. Yeah, man. People, like, I that's always tell cool. people, like, you can't really, like, sleep on Dane because he's a really, really, he's fucking brilliant, right? He's a smart guy. He's very, very fucking funny. I, I, I don't know. I think it's really hard to stay at the top of the game for that long. Yeah. In the Pilgrim situation, I think there was, you know, personally, I kind of feel like if I was his buddy, I probably would have been like, hey, dude, stop at, at some things. Because at one point he wanted to wear the black hat. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to fucking endear you to the world at writ large. And and I think he's he's a talented actor. So I don't know. Like, I, I feel like with a lot of people and a lot of fame can really fuck with you, dude. It can fuck with you in ways that until you have it, you don't know. Dude, I hope I get it. I want to see how it fucks me up so bad. That's everyone, right? Everyone's like... <laughs> Fuck me up, dog. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Right, I how- feel like everyone I know that got really famous, like the first two years, three years after they were famous, um, they just became assholes. You can't help it. You become an asshole because like everyone in your world becomes very small and they're like, you're a genius. God put you on earth because you're better than everyone else. And they, and they start saying things like- I need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you think you do. And then after a while, then, then things change and you dip and you kind of have to come back to like- okay, why am I doing this and what do I believe and, and mm-hmm. what does this really mean to me, you know? Well, I think that's the humbling thing about comedy is yeah. like, you know, even if you're crushing, like there are levels to it. Yeah. I mean, like I have an acute self-awareness. Like I, I haven't had a 10 out of 10 set in a while. I've had nines yeah. where it's like everybody else is like, dude, you did so fucking great. That was awesome. Yeah. But I know what I fucked up. Yeah. I know what I missed. Yeah. I can't imagine that's ever I have a button way. on that more than anything else is when I have a set and then I get off, and then somebody's like, that was amazing. And then I want to choke them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh, like, yeah, you dude. know nothing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that was terrible. That you was terrible. Me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The worst is when you just do a set, and I hate it when this happens, where you kind of go, oh, I have all this new shit I want to do. I want to try this joke. This is a different path. And, and you go up there, and you just kind of almost autopilot your set. Because you're like you start going down one road and it works and then you know this works you keep yeah. doing it and then I'm like in the middle of doing my Japanese versus Chinese accent like fucking kill me I don't want to do this joke but they're having fun you're having fun and the then drive to kill is sometimes like just, it's a problem yeah it supersedes yeah, yeah, your drive you know, to be original and create shit yeah because you know because you know what you have the new thing is is a risk but. It's sometimes it's just more exciting where you have this thing. You're like, I know this is gonna. Like, it, I don't even have to think about this. Yeah. It's gonna fucking destroy. Why wouldn't I do this right yeah. now? And then you start doing it, and then you're totally right. You have that feeling of like, I'm such a loser, dude. Yeah, I can't believe I just fucking told that joke again. <laughs> God, I, I fucking, fucking know it works. It's yeah. stupid. It's stupid. I know yeah. it works. Why yeah, the fuck I would I care? If- but then you're like, well, this is per- like whenever I headline Vegas, I'm always like, okay, these people they don't necessarily know me. They're paying fifty, sixty dollars a ticket sometimes. That's different. This That's room. totally I'm different. Like, then you, I, I think you have an obligation to kill. Yeah, but at the same time, you have an obligation to yourself, foremost, right? To not feel like you're just. Uh, I, 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 hack, this is an interesting balance, and this is something you have to deal with a lot more than than, than I do because you're in a headlining position, and I'm not there yet. 
but but I think you're in more of an opportunity where you get to pick the show. Where there are shows where like like if you're doing secret show, it should just be almost all just fucking. That should be a show where you're just trying trying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Whereas I still feel the pressure to go up there and be like, I still have to, I have to kill here. This is the only opportunity I fucking have. Whereas yeah, you yeah. have a headlining set, I do think like, if, dude, if you're if you're in a position where people are there and they paid 50, 60 bucks a ticket plus two drinks, it's like, yeah. I think you got to do but, the joke. But I'm not, I'm not well known enough or an, a comedy name enough that I can just go up there and just eat a fucking dick and not and get booked again. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I'm in the same position, dude. We're periods. There's there's no real di- right. The difference is like maybe this. You know, I still have to go up there at the secret show and fucking kill. Oh, okay, or yeah, I right, get invited you're back. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, you're, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't assume. Anyways, but how dare you? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, there you think I'm better than I am. <laughs> the point that I'm, the point that I'm making though is not is not it's it's more just about like it's just an interesting thing where it's like you have this thing where you know this will if I say this it'll work I know it'll work but then as soon as you say it and it works yeah. you still then you feel bad because just like you already knew that it worked. It's funny when you have these people who become like someone like Jared Jar Carmichael uh, who just became gay. Well, I mean, he was always gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and I, when he was like, Wait, you just know, came out. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know he would say straight things like, you know how you watch the game with your girl? I'm like, really, Gerard? This is like ten years ago. I'm like, anyway. But he would <laughs> he would uh go on stage to the laugh factory with like a notepad or something, and like he didn't give a fuck, dude. Cause people were so invested in him and he was so likable. He would be up there for twenty minutes and say like ten jokes and just do this and and on one level I'm like cool on that level I'm like what the fuck are you doing but also more, more cool because I'm like it's amazing that you have such a presence of mind such confidence in where your career is going and what you can do that you can just fucking blow a set at the laugh factory because who gives yeah. a fuck and it bore out to be true that's you know you I admire that, that comp- there's a it's a thing I don't have it at all I don't either at my core like I really need people to like yeah I'm yeah, a dancing monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, I'm going to overact. I'm going to do whatever I need to do Absolutely. to get you people to laugh and like mm-hmm. me. Like that's, I have that drive in me. It's made me better at comedy for sure. But there is something very alluring. There's this handful of people you see them where they're so comfortable in silence because they they are knowing that there's something that's about to pop in a second. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, like a mastery to it. It feels like something very elusive that I'm going to be constantly chasing is just this ability to to uh, not care. Oh yeah, because they, like you see the people that are really good at it, they genuinely have. It, I don't know if it's aloof or it's just such a supreme confidence that it doesn't affect them sincerely. Yeah, if it doesn't go well, but they they know why they're there and they're going to do it. It's like God, that's so admirable. Yeah, seeing people yeah. that do that, and also you can see, you can still see like Burr or Lucy K go up at a club in Hollywood, working out the hour, bombing. Because they're they're brand they, they'll go in the main room and everyone loves them so they show up and like oh here's something I thought of like yesterday I've seen Louis Bomb it's incredible oh yeah it's incredible it's inc- it's truly incredible yeah because when, when also when Louis bombs you have to imagine you have to understand when Louis bombing it's because he's doing something that's so insane that you can't even come you you can't come listen if Louis starts going down a path. Especially all of us as comedians, right? Yeah. Louis is the kind of the guy. It, he just, he, yeah, just, he, he is, is the, kind of the goat. He I is think he's, the goat. It's, yeah. He just is. Inarguable. Right? Yeah. right. So when we're there watching the fucking goat and he's in the goat's bomb and we're not coming with him, that means he's, he's, he's in a subject that's so insane. That he's still figuring it out, yeah. That he's, he's still figuring it out, but it's so insane that you can't even go with the, the, like, all the credibility in the world can't save this premise. Yeah. That's so fun to think about. Right. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. I he had this bit. It was this bit about I was watching him do it. It was this bit about pedophilia that was just like, dude. Was it one on SNL? No, 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 no. Because that was, bit was pretty this. edgy too. That was super crazy. Wait, he does a lot of material about pedophilia. Like, yeah. way, well, like, I think it's lot. because it's it, it. You know, I like I look at that too because you see a lot of jokes about that. And it's like, why does that come up so much? And it's because it's the most taboo of the subjects. Well, a lot of his, a lot of his. If you watch it, even his latest hour, all of this is stuff he's already done jokes about. These are just new jokes about the same. What was the joke you're referring to? Do you remember? It was about it was about being it was about like the fantasy of like the babysitter where you're, uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be like thirty five fucking the babysitter you want to be eight years old fucking the babysitter and yeah. they just the, the the crowd was just not yeah, yeah. <laughs> was just not with him just has, at all. I, I, one of his last specials he had a whole joke about like we got to do something to help solve pedophilia because no pedophilia is not on the menu. Yes, yeah, so that was great. He said uh, like. Um, like lifelike child sex dolls. Yes. Oh, let them fuck your kids forever are, then. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I've I've always thought about that. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I can't remember who said this. It may, it may have been you, but somebody was like, we should let, we should let. Uh, uh, I'm so terrified you are attributing this to me. What do you <laughs> mean? We should let pedophiles jack off to their own child porn or something like that. Yeah, this is my thing. Is the FBI. <laughs> The FBI is creating scarcity in child porn by deleting it. <laughs> Wait a minute, dude. Here's the thing. If no. it's already been made, if it's already been made, <laughs> prescription. A you, prescription in child porn. You're a pedophile. You're a non-offending pedophile. You're registered. Hey, my thing that gets me horny is kids. I realize that that's bad, and I can't go fuck actual kids. Yeah. That's going to be a sound clip. already... Gigabytes, terabytes, petabytes of petabytes, petabytes of child porn out there, and they keep deleting it. And now they have to go make new shit. So if you just have a fucking porn hub of kids, you're already registered. You're already registered. It already exists. Yeah, you're not harming new kids. This stops kids from needing to get fucked. Yeah, no more kids get fucked anymore because all the kids have been fucked in 4K. However. (laughs) <laughs> however yeah we should wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> i mean does it does the prevalence of porn straight porn stop people from going out there and fucking i think rapes down is it i don't know <laughs> seems like a lot of people are complaining that it's not yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well people have twitter now yeah you know in the 60s they weren't like ah, i got raped they, they just got raped oh guys so this quindale has this great joke he goes he goes you know look at my neighborhood so the the all the number of sex offenders in my neighborhood and there's like there's 70 750 sex offenders in my neighborhood i really don't want that uh competition <laughs> uh, well, i love that joke that's uh, I, I don't know i i all those topics are so funny because as soon as you broach them people immediately get in their emotions and they're like <laughs> you can't say that it's like that's okay. where the best laughs are though oh 100 percent you know what I mean? It's when you can get the crowd, when you can feel the crowd going, oh, and then you're like, all right, now this is Oh, yeah, or you get the, <laughs> no. Yeah, That's yeah. such a great expect. I yeah. love there that reaction. There was a guy at your show uh, on Sunday at Vulcan. Uh, there was a guy in the front, and he was sitting there with his wife, and I was doing a joke about my blowjob robot, <laughs> yeah. and I did a very graphic act out where I make it puke cum for a second to oh, clean yeah. it out. And that guy, the whole time, he'd been like, <laughs> looking at his wife she hates it and then that part he eventually was just like ah! 
ah! and just slapped his leg because uh, it was like he couldn't hold it anymore. He's like, I don't care if you yell at me. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's my favorite laugh in the whole wide world. Yeah. It's just like, a, I didn't want to, but you earned it. Yeah. My favorite laugh I've gotten recently was probably because I'm, I'm bitter and single and shit, but I was in Vegas. All these women, there's bachelorette party. I said, listen, women, this I've, as a man in my you know mid to 40s, I, I, uh, <laughs> I've I've learned that women are better than men. They're, they're they're actually smarter. They're graduating. They're more doctors. They're more lawyers now. They're way more evolved sexually. They make babies. They feed them with their titties. They can raise a president. They're so much better. You women, you you're incredibly, and the women are going crazy. Like yeah. I go also. Have you guys looked in the possibility of shutting the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> Just for once, to shutting your fucking yeah. bitch fucking mouth. Your fucking <laughs> stupid yappy bitch mouth. Put down the Twitter and the picket sign and shut up, you fucking stupid bitch. Have you thought about that? And for some reason, I just keep keep repeating like different variations of shutting up. Yeah. But I get the the heart. The more I would get the women on my side, the more that everyone would. <laughs> women laugh. love being told to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just did it like as a as like a weird expression of anger during the show, and I was like, oh wow, this. Why did that Murders. work so much? Yeah. And then you try to repeat it, and you're like, well, now it becomes, you know, now you've mechanized something that was organic, and now yeah. it's like clockwork orange. It doesn't work the same. Anyway. Well, uh, so you got what's coming out tomorrow? It, when does it come out? It come out this today? comes out tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, please, please, everyone, watch Alaska Daily okay. on Hulu or ABC. Perfect. And um, thumbs it up, rate it and stuff. That thumbs helps. up, rate it, um, you know, tell LBC. ABC, I like this guy. Um, yeah, tweet, tag it, yeah. tell him it's yeah, amazing. And then, uh, and then I just had a, a NCIS come out last week, and then a show called The Other Two on HBO comes out in like a month. Fuck so, yeah, man. Amazing. And Bill Dawes on all platforms for yeah. social media? D-A-W-E-S. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Bill, thank you so right, much thanks, for guys. coming. I appreciate awesome, you. Man. I love you both. Darian, you know thank that. you so much for being here. This has been Highly Social with Mike Eaton. Thank you guys. See you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.